0: As a kid, I would always pray for God to give me patience, but give it to me right now. And as adults, do we understand what it really means to wait on God? We're going to dive into the Hebrew meaning of waiting on the Lord next on Jewish Force. Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. One of the great honors of my life here at Jewish Voice is to be able to travel all around the world serving scattered Jewish communities and their neighbors, bringing practical help, sharing the good news that we have a Messiah and his name is Jesus Yeshua, who hasn't forgotten them. And uh, serving these Jewish communities brings us literally to all the, to the the four corners of the earth, if you will, to Africa, North and South Africa, to Central Asia, most recently, to Latin America. And one of the things that's becoming clearer and clearer to me as an American, blessed by the Lord to travel all around the world, is that Americans are not a very patient people. And if you're one of our viewers watching from outside North America, you're probably vigorously nodding your head right now. And if you're one of our viewers in America, you're maybe mildly offended that I said that. But let's just, let's take an example for a moment, okay? I love to get my morning coffee, and if we're being honest, just between us, my afternoon coffee as well. And that involves going to one of the great American inventions, the drive-through window. And it's in this place that we can order our coffee. Maybe there's two cars ahead of us and that's a little bit annoying, but okay. And we place our order and then we slowly inch our way towards that window where the coffee's being made. And by now, four minutes have gone by and we're quite perturbed because we wanted that coffee yesterday. And we're really annoyed that we have to wait. Now, contrast that with places like Ethiopia, where we're serving the uh, Ethiopian Jewish community called the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. In Ethiopia, you don't go to a drive through window. And in fact, in many cases, you don't go to a coffee shop at all. You have a coffee ceremony. Now, what's a coffee ceremony? It's this, it's this way of greatly honoring guests who come to your hut or your house, whether you have great means or whether you have... Uh, Just a hut with a dirt floor a guest comes you're gonna perform a coffee ceremony. And what does that mean? It means you bring in the green coffee beans They're not even roasted and you present the beans and they're beautiful beans and then the lady of the house gets to roasting them over an open coal fire and that takes maybe 20 minutes and you're having great conversation while the beans are roasting and eventually eventually the whole house smells with the aroma of freshly roasted coffee and it's wonderful and you're about to have your coffee, right? No, 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 now we need to grind the beans and then we need to heat the water and we need to slowly, slowly make a pot of coffee over the ensuing maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And for Americans, we're saying, I could have gone through the drive-through five times by now, what on earth is going on? But here's the thing, folks, it's about the process, it's about the experience of the coffee being made as much as it's about drinking the coffee itself. It's about the process more than the outcome. And that's something I've really been challenged uh, in recent years as an American who's quite impatient. Uh, How do I wait? First of all, am I even willing to wait? And second of all, what does that mean? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. This idea that maybe God is working while we're waiting. And maybe it's not really a passive process at all. And actually in the Hebrew, which we're going to dive into in just a moment, there's a couple different words for wait, okay? There's the word wait, like you're waiting at a bus stop, right? I'm waiting for the bus to come, or I'm waiting for my neighbor to arrive so we can have dinner. But you know, something bothered me in recent years, and it's that I kept looking at this phrase in the Bible that that appears uh, a number of different times. You've seen it, I'm sure, because you know some of these verses, and it says, wait on the Lord. But very often in Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 31, is a great example. It says this, it says, but those who wait on the Lord, turn to it in your Bible if if you'd like. But those who wait on the Lord, look, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And I saw this in Isaiah and I thought, I don't understand how does waiting on the Lord renew our strength. And then I see it in so many other places where I keep seeing this phrase that says, wait on the Lord and renew your strength. And something thematic is happening, right? God's saying, if you wait on me, you actually become stronger. And it's so confusing for me because in my, I want everything now or yesterday mentality, when I have to wait I feel pretty annoyed, I feel weak, I feel tired. Maybe you at home can relate, right? Waiting is this process that over time can be exhausting. And yet the Bible says, when we wait on the Lord, we actually become stronger. And so I went on this search to say, what on earth is going on here? What does this mean? How can God be saying you'll get stronger by waiting? And often, when we don't understand, when we see something continuing to appear before us in our study of the Word of God and we don't understand what it means, I want to encourage you don't disengage, dive deeper. And the way that we can dive deeper in so many of these Old Testament verses, like the passage in Isaiah, other Psalms we'll look at in a moment, is to look at the Hebrew words that were used. We do our best in English, or whatever your your heart language is, to get the sense of it. But often, if we're not getting it by just looking at the word in our own language, we should go back to the language that the Bible was penned in, which is Hebrew. And I wanna tell you a secret here. It's not a secret at all, cause you can check me on it and you'll find it in the Hebrew or you can look it up online. The word here, when it says wait on the Lord is kaveh. And it's a different word than the word we would use for waiting for a bus or waiting for someone who's late in Hebrew. It's kaveh. It's on your screen so you can look at it, maybe write it down. We wrote it in the transliteration, kaveh or kava. And this is the idea, folks, it's not passive. The word literally doesn't mean weight. It actually means to bind together. What's being bound together? It's actually like if you make rope, right? You know how rope is made? You take a few strands and you weave them, and you weave them, and you weave them, and you weave them them tighter, one into the other, one into the other, over and over and over again. And what's going on there? The idea is, that something's stronger together with something else than it is alone. And as tension is applied, the more tension there is, the stronger it actually becomes. And I went, oh, aha. The Hebrew gives us the answer. Kaveh, to kaveh on the Lord means to knit yourself together with him. And in doing that, You become stronger, how? Because it's his strength knit into the fabric of our lives. Isn't that interesting? It's a whole different idea in the Hebrew than the way we understand waiting. It's not passive at all. So all these verses that say wait on the Lord are actually saying, knit the fabric of your life, knit yourself together with the character of the Lord, with his nature, with the promises he's made, of what you know he's doing in your life and in the world. And as you join yourself with him, you're going to find that you're stronger. It's an active process. Psalm 27 verse 14 is another example, and I encourage you at home, do a word study on this, and you're going to find it over and over and over. This idea, I waited on the Lord, or those who wait on the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, again, cave for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Look, there it is again. Be strong and take heart and and wait on the Lord. And it actually says you'll, you'll be strengthened. So it's this step, right? We take this courageous step of knitting our lives together with the Lord, which is cave, which is waiting on him, and that we find we're actually stronger. Isn't that interesting? So I want to just encourage you right now, cave on the Lord. Now, there's one point I want to make here before we look at another couple passages, and it's this. Often, as we said, There's this period of time between receiving the promise from the Lord and that promise coming to pass. And so you may be asking, okay, I wanna wanna wait actively on the Lord, but how do I do that? And there's one question I wanna pose to you, maybe write it down in your notebook and, and spend a few minutes praying into it. This is the question. If I'm not at the place where I'm seeing that thing I've been waiting on the Lord for come to pass, ask yourself this, what might the Lord want to change in me while he's waiting to change the thing I wanna see? You could put that on a t-shirt, because it rhymes, at least in the English, right? What does he wanna change in me while I'm waiting for him to change the thing I see or that I wanna see? What do we mean by that? Let me ask you this, the thing you're praying for, the thing you're waiting on the Lord for, some people are waiting for God to give them children, some people are waiting for a job promotion, some people are waiting, Lord, give me finances and I'll sow them into your kingdom. Lord, prosper me. Well, amen. But let me ask you this, if he did that thing now, are you ready to receive it? Is your character, is your faith walk? Is your preparation to walk in that thing ready? Or is there more of an active process that we need to do with the Lord to be ready? Because sometimes waiting on the Lord and saying, why haven't you done this yet? He's not just being slow. He actually needs to do some work in us to get us ready for Him to answer that prayer. I found that to be true in my life. Maybe you can or can't relate, but I bet you might be able to. Here at Jewish Voice, we've had to wait to see communities God's put on our heart to allow us to serve them to meet a practical need. And then years later, have earned the right to share that most important message of Jesus the Messiah. Just recently, weeks ago, I returned from an exploratory trip to a potentially historically Jewish community living in Central Asia. And the area where this community lives is actually under Sharia law, the strictest form of Islam. Now here's what I can tell you even though I can't tell you exactly where we were for security reasons. We met with the elders of this scattered potentially historically Jewish tribe and we uncovered a few things. First of all, there's an awareness, even a curiosity regarding who it is that they are and where they came from. Because some of their fathers told them we come from Israel. This oral history has been passed down through generations and In fact, we also uncovered some urgent practical needs that if we can meet them, and I believe with your help we will in the coming months, we'll create a platform to share the good news, to share the gospel. So I hope you're feeling what I'm feeling. This is such an exciting time and we're on the threshold of a season in which God will be working miracles through Jewish voice in unprecedented ways. Will you join us in that waiting? What does that mean? That means being expectant, that the Lord's going to show up and do awesome things. We're trusting in him, not in our own understanding. Secondly, will you join us in praying for the work and praying in the laborers for those harvest fields of Jewish ministry, which are ripe? And then thirdly, would you join us by sowing generously into the work that God has called us to do so that when the
1: time comes, we can also reap generously? Will you sow generously to reach isolated Jewish people in Muslim regions? Psalm 27 tells us that waiting on the Lord brings courage and strengthens the heart. Make a gift of $40 or more to spread the gospel to Jewish people waiting to hear from God. And we'll send you this engaging quality t-shirt with the exact message we've heard from Ezra today. In the waiting, God is working. Become a new monthly Shalom partner for $30 a month or more. To say thank you, we'll send that T-shirt and a Waiting on God gift set, a welcoming journal and mug for you to enjoy every morning, both inscribed with a comforting and confident verse from Isaiah 40, you know well. But those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. Your one-time gift of any amount or
0: partnering with us as a Shalom Partner on a monthly basis will help us step over that threshold and do the work God is calling us to do wherever it is that he leads us. Our monthly Shalom Partners are really the cornerstone of our work here at Jewish Voice. So go online or call. Trust God to work through your generosity and to work in the lives of people living in places and nations you may never be able to visit but you'll be there alongside us ministering to them as you invest in this ministry.
1: It's a privilege to wait on the Lord. Through your partnering gift, you will go with us to bless Jewish people with the gospel all over the world. We're waiting to hear from you so you don't forget. Call, go online, or write today. Thank you so much. Let's return to the scriptures again to answer our questions about waiting on God.
0: Another question we may be asking is, well, I just feel like I've had to wait so long. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I feel so, maybe you feel alone in your waiting. Maybe you have a prayer partner who's joining with you on a prayer for your family or your finances or your work, Uh, but maybe you just feel alone and you're saying, you know, I just feel like I'm the only one waiting for this. Or Lord, give me strength to convey on you. I'll knit myself together with the fabric of who you are. But it's a long wait, and I feel alone. And I want to look at two verses, actually, from the New Testament. We've looked at two from the Old Testament. But here's a passage from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. And I think many of you know this verse, right? We're saying, Lord, why haven't you brought this thing to pass, Right? I feel like this should have happened a long time ago, and yet here I am, and it still hasn't come to pass. And Peter's saying to these believers, many of whom were going through very difficult times in standing for the testimony of Yeshua, of Jesus. And he says this, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, beloved friends, that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. You see, the Lord who's outside time understands the trajectory of our life. And we may feel something's taking a really long time. And he's going, no, 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 no. There's so much more I want to do through you. I'm going to bring that to pass at the right time. When I do it, I'm not going to be late and it's going to be at the right time. But sometimes we can't see that until we look back. And Peter goes on here and he says this, super important. He says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. So he's saying, some of you may think God's God needs to keep up with my timeline. And he's saying the Lord's not slow in the way that some of us understand slowness. Listen to this. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We're understanding something or we need to understand something. I'm preaching to myself here about the character of God, right? Lord, come quickly and amen, right? I hope you're waiting like we're waiting here at Jewish Voice, like my wife and I are waiting, eagerly hoping that it's in our lifetime that Jesus returns, right? That Yeshua comes and puts his foot on Mount on the Mount of Olives and marches triumphantly as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into Jerusalem. And we're praying, come quickly, O Lord. It would be better if you were here. Why is it that you haven't come yet, right? We're waiting on the Lord to, to return. And he says, no, no, you need to understand something. Peter's saying that the Lord's not willing that any should perish. And so in our impatience, we need to to get better in touch with the character and the heart of the Lord. He's giving man every opportunity, every opportunity to repent and to come to Him because He's not willing that any should perish. So I wanna encourage you, if you're praying, if your church and congregation are praying, if your family's praying, Lord, come quickly. Lord, why not now? Why not in our lifetimes? I want to encourage you to pray just as fervently, Lord, save your people from their sins. Lord, gather a remnant who come to you by faith from every tribe, tongue, and nation on the earth. Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should have the opportunity to come into the kingdom. And I want to highlight one more verse as we're talking about God, God waiting for as many as will come to come into the kingdom. And it's something that's so central to what we're about here at Jewish Voice Ministries. And it's this idea, we find it in Matthew 23. This is Jesus on the Mount of Olives, days before he will die on a Roman executioner's tree, a cross, for the sins of Israel and the sins of the whole world. And he's looking at Jerusalem and he's mourning, he's weeping. He says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I need you to. Just see this as the God of Israel, Jesus, the God of Israel, born in flesh, born of a woman, weeping over not only the city, but the Jewish men, women, and children who live there. And he's saying, how often I long to gather you, like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you weren't willing. And then he says in verse 39, for I tell you, you, Jerusalem, Jewish people, won't see me again until you say... And it's this fantastic messianic declaration, we say, a declaration of faith that the Messiah has come. And in Hebrew, it's Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai. For those who don't speak Hebrew, which is many of us, Baruch Haba in Hebrew is actually welcome. Welcome is the same as saying, blessed are you who come. Isn't that interesting? So Jesus is is mourning over Jerusalem saying, I'm gonna make you a promise. You're not gonna see me again Until you declare, blessed are you, we welcome you, Yeshua, Jesus, as the Messiah. Isn't that interesting? So, I want to encourage you today. You're not the only one waiting. The Lord's waiting. He's he's holding back because he desires that as many as possible would come to repentance. And even more specifically, it's not one or the other, it's both. But specifically, we see here in Matthew 23, and I'm telling you this in hopes that you would, you would grab a little bit more a hold of the heart of God on this matter and that it would stir your prayer. It would stir how you relate to Jewish friends, family, coworkers around you. It would stir how you relate to Jewish communities living in your nation and how you think about them, or maybe how you haven't thought about them at all. It's this idea that Jesus in a resurrected body at the right hand of the Father in heaven is actually waiting for the day when Israel, when the Jewish people living in the land of Israel, we're in the land of Israel now, but we're still spiritually blinded in such large part. He's waiting for the day when the Jewish people will see him with their eyes and with the eyes of their hearts open, not blinded any longer and say, this is the one we've waited for. This is the Messiah. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus is waiting to return until Jewish people recognize him for who he is. So in the active waiting that we're doing for the things we're asking God to do in our own lives, I want to encourage you, even exhort you today, pray for the salvation of the Jewish people. Jesus is waiting for it. He's waiting, right? No man knows the day or the hour. Only the Father knows these things because it's in his authority. But we get this clue in Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. It's not going to happen until... The Jewish people recognize him for who he is. So I just want to encourage you today. If you've been waiting, waiting, and you've grown weary in waiting, there's something in your heart where you say, God's just late. The Lord is late. It would have been better if he showed up in my life for the life of my loved one, the life of a family member years ago, and we're still waiting. I just want to encourage you. God is never late. And ask him. I'm actually praying right now that the Lord would open my eyes and open your eyes and take the blinders off so that we can actually get in touch with what are the things he needs to do before he can bring that to pass. What does he need to change in you and me before he can bring that thing to pass where we can fully grab a hold of it and walk it out? Some of us have some work to do. I got some work to do. I'm waiting on the Lord for a few things. And he said, I'll do it, but I want to change this in you so you can receive it. Re-engage with the Lord. I want to encourage you, Cave, cave. May the posture in our hearts change from I'm waiting on the Lord to I'm waiting on the Lord. Maybe you need wherever, wherever you do your morning devotions or wherever you're engaging with the Word of God. Some of us are so busy and we're listening to the word audio Bible as we, as we race to work in the morning. Make a, little, make a little piece of paper and put it somewhere where you're going to see it and just write cave. Because those who convey on the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. I want to challenge you, for the next month, wait actively on the Lord. Take a a part of his character. Lord, I know you're the provider. Lord, I know you're the healer. I know you are the one who delivers me from my fears. And I'm going to knit the fabric of my life with that attribute of yours. And I'd say, I guarantee you, but it's not about me, is it? The Word guarantees you that if you do it, you're gonna find yourself stronger.
1: God has not given up on you. He is actively waiting with you. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. God weaves together the threads of our lives to make us stronger. We work together so that no single strand does all the work. Will you partner with Jewish Voice to be part of the three strands with God? Reaching out and engaging Jewish people who are waiting for their salvation, Yeshua, Jesus, to come to their community? Make a gift of $40 or more and we'll send you this engaging quality t-shirt with the exact message we've heard from Ezra today. In the waiting, God is working. Become a new Shalom partner for $30 a month or more. And to say thank you, we'll send that T-shirt and a Waiting on God gift set, a welcoming journal and mug for you to enjoy every morning, actively waiting for God's miracles to be seen that day.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, we've had to wait to see communities God's put on our heart. And then years later, have earned the right to share that most important message of Jesus the Messiah. So I hope you're feeling what I'm feeling. This is such an exciting time and we're on the threshold of a season in which God will be working miracles through Jewish voice in unprecedented ways. Will you join us in that waiting? What does that mean? That means being expectant that the Lord's going to show up and do awesome things. We're trusting in him, not in our own understanding. Secondly, will you join us in praying for the work and praying in the laborers for those harvest fields of Jewish ministry which are ripe. And then thirdly, would you join us by sowing generously into the work that God has called us to do so that when the time comes, we can also reap generously. Your one-time gift of any amount or partnering with us as a Shalom partner on a monthly basis will help us step over that threshold and do the work God is calling us to do wherever it is that he leads us. Our monthly Shalom partners are really the cornerstone of our work here at Jewish Voice. So go online or call. Trust God to work through your generosity and to work in the lives of people living in places and nations you may never be able to visit but you'll be there alongside us, ministering to them as you invest in this
1: ministry. As a new monthly Shalom partner, 100% of your gift goes directly to the ministry work that God has set before us. We'll send you the t-shirt and the Waiting on God journal and mug for your monthly gift of $30 a month or more. Both inscribed with a comforting and confident verse from Isaiah 40, you know well, but those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. We're waiting to hear from you so you don't forget. Call, go online, or write today. Thank you so much. Finally,
0: as we're praying, come quickly, O Lord. Remember that His desire is that when He comes, it's for as many sons and daughters as possible. He will wait. He will wait in hopes that as many as possible will turn to Him. Remember that as you're sharing with family, as you're sharing your testimony, as as you've shared the good news of Jesus with somebody for years, and they're just not responding. The Lord, for whom a thousand years are like a day, and a day is like a thousand years, who exists outside of time, is waiting with you. He's waiting. He's longing more than you're longing for that person to come to faith. So in your prayers, and you're sharing your testimony in hopes that that person has a transformative encounter with the Lord, Don't give up because he hasn't given up. And finally, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, I want to invite you, just as Jesus was lamenting over Jerusalem and saying, this is what it's going to take for me to return. I want to ask you today to pray for the salvation of the Jewish people, to pray that we as a people who in every generation have been in large part blinded to the reality of who he is, calloused in our hearts to see him for who he is, having our ears stuffed up, our eyes blinded, that the Lord in his mercy and his grace would remove the blinders, unplug our ears, open the eyes of our hearts so we can see Yeshua, Jesus, whose name means salvation for the Messiah and the Savior that he is, and that we can welcome him back. And when we do, when the Jewish people and a remnant from every tribe, tongue, and nation declare that, what a glorious day it'll be. Let's wait with courage on the Lord and he will renew our strength.